Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. What's wrong? I have a tension headache. I'm sorry, I can't focus. I feel like my my head is being pulled in two opposite directions and I'm about to split down the middle. Oh, sorry. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Join me on the flip as we talk about those times when it feels like you're being pulled to where you're going to split down the middle. So sit back, relax, and join me on the flip as we talk about tension tools. I'll see you soon. Hey there, it's Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and we're getting ready to get into talking about tension tools. Now, for the purpose of what we're doing, I want to go on and put the scope of the tension that we're talking about. So for on the A part, you notice I talked a little bit about attention, headache, migraines, and those things. And I do definitely understand that those are real. I am not a particular sufferer of those things, and I'm very grateful for that. But to those people who do have those ailments, my heart goes out to you. What I am talking about with regards to tension tools are those things in our lives that act to stretch us or strain us, especially in the areas of mental and emotional strain, where they become real intense and they even suppress or produce anxiety in our lives. Um, they manifest themselves through strained relationships between uh, pe- individuals or groups or even in our community. And they uh, put pressure on us to the point where we feel like we're going to break. Okay. And I'm going to say this, that the wisdom that I've gotten out of this does not make me a masochist, okay? No matter what you think. I do not enjoy pain and I am not a seeker of pain. Uh, But what I will say is going through tension and the tools of tension does seem to produce some, some byproducts that are to be envied, but I don't readily start running toward them. Don't get that wrong. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about these tension tools, um, a little wisdom trick that I uh, use and I will encourage you to use. You don't have to if you don't want to, but hey, it it might help. And then we're going to go and take a look at some of um, the famous people of antiquity and and modern day to see what they've had to say about things in the realm of tension. Okay, so everybody understand that we're talking about tension uh, in your mental emotions and in your um, your environment. Right. Okay. so I will say this. Let me say let me set this up right. 
I am not a master of tension tools, but I do operate proficiently in them when I am creating and interacting with my characters in my books. You see, one of the best ways to get people to enjoy a story is to create tension and conflict within the life of your character. And to do that, you have to understand how to create that tension. And not only that, you have to understand how to modulate it like a conductor when you are um, expanding it and then escalating it and causing it to peak and pacing it where you don't tire the character or your reader out too much. And so because of that, I've become a student at looking for it and being able to recognize it in the life, in my life and the life of others. I don't think that had I not started writing books that I would have been able to have such an intimate understanding through the observation of tension in people's lives. So let's talk about this. So tension, how to spot it. One of the things that I'm going to say that I didn't realize until maybe a decade ago was that if you find yourself in powerful dilemmas, you know, those ones, you're darned if you do, you're darned if you don't. Oh, yes, you are in the midst of tension as a tool in your life. Or maybe you find yourself uh, having to um, having, I, I, I don't want to, I have it written in my notes one way and I'm looking at them like, I don't want to say it like that, but I'm just going to say it. Or maybe you find yourself uh, being uh, strained to the breaking point and it's not that you're trying to do it. It's just that the circumstances have put you in that. And it's kind of like a uh, cause and effect, an action and reaction kind of situation, okay? Or maybe you're finding that you are not in sync with people in your life, especially if those people have dominance over you, whether they be family or uh, work-related entities and those types of things. Having um, those strained interpersonal relationships can ooh, can cause havoc. And um, people don't understand that a lot of times this is tension at work. Um, and as I've said before many times in this podcast, that we are all looking for status. Even when you are interacting with someone, everyone is trying to get their one-upsman. Uh, well, not everyone, most people. My echoists out there, y'all know who you are, y'all are not. But that causes you to be a wallflower and just, you know, fade into the darkness in the, in the background. And I don't mean that in a horrible way, it's just the truth. But let me get back on what we're saying, okay? So uh, you find that uh, you are having a hard time uh, just all around and, or, or someone rubs you the wrong way and yet you are forced to deal with them if you would gain livelihood and be able to get benefits, meaning that the benefits are supposed to far outweigh um, what you go through to deal with someone. 
I have been meaning to do this podcast for a while um, about how to deal with narcissists on the job. And I haven't felt led to it, but I am actually taking some of my notes from that in that it's part of the tension. And I am not going to say that that you're supposed to deal with that. No, I am not. Because studies show that more people are willing to leave a lucrative job over a narcissist than most other issues that they have. They might love the work, they might love everybody else, but it might be that one or two narcissists that causes them to leave a job. So it's real serious. But today we're just going to touch a little bit on these interpersonal uh, relationships, okay? All right, so it like I said before, let's do a quick review. So to spot tension in your life. It's that strain and that stress that uh, bears down on you or makes you feel like you're being pulled apart. Uh, Because we can't be exhaustive, I'm just giving you three quick examples on how to notice if you're in the midst of tension tools at work in your life. And those are going to be dilemmas. Those darned if you do, darned if you don't, catch 22 kind of situations. Um, or if you are feeling intense strain, almost to the breaking point, and you find yourself saying things like, I'm, so, I'm just tired. You, you're always just tired. And it's a mental, emotional tiredness. It's not a tiredness just of the body or um, just of uh, exhaustion. It's that deep, aching tiredness or and or because you can have all of them going on at the same time. It's strained but mandatory relationships where you're always feeling like you have to expend so much energy just to deal with the pressure or um, the bandwidth that it takes to deal with someone, whether it's in your family, your friendships, uh, you know, other kind of relationships, or in your job capacity. And so these are some of the areas to let you know that you're under you're under the the strain and the stress of tension, okay? And one of the other things that I've had to learn as an author is to know that breaking point or aka the tensile strength. And the reason why I'm talking about this today is because I want to make sure that you recognize what is your tensile strength. What is that strength that you can go right up to that before you break? And I'm asking that because so many people, including myself, we're being tested every day. And if you don't know what this is, then you're kind of like out there in the wild without any kind of protection and you might snap and you can snap in various ways. So Hopefully, by us having this conversation and you know that, okay, that I'm going to be able to identify when I'm in tension, I'm going to be able to get a sense for what my tensile strength is, and I'm going to have a few tricks in my bag to start dealing with alleviating it, extricating myself from it, or graduating from it, all right? So, what I'm going to say in a kind of like an existential way, you know, and I, I I try hard not to do that, but this one is just ripe for the picking. But what I'm going to say is tension kind of works in our lives to 
produce a stronger version of us, a more purified uh, version of us. It, it's used a lot of times in my observation personally and with those in, in, in my vicinity. It's used to make us face who we really are and to do what we really must. It is, to me, the mediocre killer where you cannot be lukewarm. You've got to take a stand because tension is forcing you to. Either you're going to do it or you're going to die. Either you're going to do it or you're going to be in excruciating pain. And I hate it, but sometimes it gets to that point where if I don't make the decision, life makes it for me. And you might experience that. And you're like, oh my gosh, this tension is so great, uncle. You know, and you you cry out and you start to do something. My mom used to say that uh, comfort is good until it tries to kill you. <laughs> and I, was, I used to never, not really realize what she was talking about. But we get so used to comfort, aka order, that when it gets stagnant, stale, immovable, and it starts to drain us of energy and kill us, then we start having to deal with the real pressure of tension. We are cast into dilemmas. We are cast into uh, strained breaking points. Um, We get to our limit where we have to start understanding what is my tensile strength? How much more of this can I take? And I'm going to say this. No one can answer your tensile strength but you. Your tensile strength is that strength that at that moment you move from being comfortable enough to stay where you are to uncomfortable enough to do whatever it takes to move away from it. That's your tensile strength. Okay. All right. And so this is the thing. Tension, although we hate it, if you look back like from a 30,000 foot view in your life or when you observe other people's lives, you'll see that tension is a tool used to scare people out of their fear and sleep to do uh, what uh, is right and needed for their situation. You see, there is a ministry of strain. Strain uh, works to... Uh, cause us to be aware of the areas that need uh, an infusion of life, that need an infusion of movement. Because what is strain? Have you ever like pulled gum? You know, you chew the gum and you pull it. And as you're pulling it, it starts elongating. But then depending on if it's bubble gum or whatever, as a kid, we used to do this, you'll start to see the strain on it. And what starts to happen when the strain comes in? And this is like I'm talking about in that tensile area of where you're moving from being flexible to rigid to being broken. You'll start to see that uh, the the elasticity bonds of the gum start to break and it starts to look a little shredded. And if, if you keep pulling, it pops. And that is where we don't want to be. And so many people are being guilted into the point of popping, the point where strain is shredding them and breaking them down to where they can't repair and come back. And I just want to give you a few little insights to help you to not go there, okay? And so we we should now understand that tension will take you to the brink and test you. Yes, yes. And we do understand that it is part of that old adage, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. 
And it also lets you know that you're still alive, you still have purpose, and you still have grace. We talked about grace yesterday. Um, if you're if you're taking a breath right now, you have grace. You have a reset to do some wonderful things. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit now about uh, some of the famous statements um, of people that you could tell were going through some things. Okay. So I want to start out with Malcolm X, and this one here. Uh, is one of my quote unquote get right quotes that I, I try to use to keep myself pumped up when I have to do things that are very hard, like write a book or put out a course, you know, you know, do the things to feed myself and keep a roof over my, ha- my head, those kind of things. And this is what good old Malcolm said. He said, there is no better than adver- adversity. I want to stop right there before I finish it. I have meditated on this and I'm like, what makes a person get to this point? He said, there is no better than adversity. And at the time that he was noted as saying this, he knew that there was a bounty on his head for death within his own uh, circle of uh, people in his in, in, in the nation of Islam. He understood that. And I was like, why would you say there is no better? than adversity. But then if you go on to read the, the, the rest of what he says in this quote, he goes on to say, every defeat, every heartbreak, every loss, get this part, contains its own seed, its own lesson on how to improve your performance next time. Now, the operative word for me Used to be every defeat, every heartbreak, every loss. But it wasn't until years later of seeing this from different facets and making myself get new perspective and new eyes on on things that I've taken for granted that I started to realize that the operative word at this particular time is seed, S-E-E-D. He said that all of those contained its own seed. And I started to realize that When tension is at work, tension allows you to start to see yourself in different ways. And I started to realize this, that during times of great strain and stress, if we really are being honest enough to be strong enough to take an inventory of what we see, we start to understand that our awareness grows. It's kind of like you get a hyper-realized awareness training and you start to decloak all of, not all, but a lot of things that were invisible to you where you could not see your shadows, you could not see your failings, you could not see your vulnerabilities, and you sure as sugar could not see the treachery, loopholes, traps, snares, and all of those things that are trying to catch you up. You don't see them until you're in that strained moment. And it gets to the point where you're like, oh, okay, so this is a life correction. Because he said there's no better than adversity, because every defeat, heartbreak, and loss contains its own seed, its own lesson on how to improve your performance the next time. And what I gleaned from that was that I always want to get to the seed of a matter, uh, not just its roots. You see, I used to be like, oh, I want to go deep. I want to get to the root of the matter. Nope. Mm -mm. You can have the roots. Give me the seed. 
because roots die, but the seed continues to produce. And once I understand the seed of the matter, if I need to kill it or nurture it, I know how because I have the seed. I have the essence. I have decluttered the matter to get to the true theme, the true quintessence of a matter through that seed. And so I'm very thankful because a man who was under great tensile pressure to the point where, yes, he was right. They did kill him, was able to write these words. All right. So let me go on because our time is flying by, but I want to make sure that I say a few other things um, from some other people. And one of the things that I I am just always amazed at is uh, the Stoic Marcus Aurelius, Emperor Marcus Aurelius. And he would say things like, be tolerant with others and strict with yourself. Tolerant with others and strict with yourself. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this one up is because tolerant and strict are the same in certain contexts as loose and tight. Give other people leeway, but with yourself, be rigid and keep yourself on a short leash. And I was like, wow. So Marcus Aurelius was using tension in his life as a uh, control factor that he was controlling. And I was like, oh, okay. So I started to learn that in the Stoics way, well, Marcus Aurelius' Stoics way, what he did was, is he understood that there are definite tools of tension and you don't have to wait for them to be enacted on you. You can get ahead of the game and enact them on yourself. And thus you become very powerful in controlling how they interact with you. And you can 10X, 100X your growth through them. Because when you know uh, what is going on and you're able to control it to a certain amount, exponential growth, you're able to just leapfrog through a thing. And that is another way that he became so powerful. He has this this famous um, idea about below your quota. And it was based on one thing just not wanting, but the need to get up out of bed in the morning and how he would go through his process of, have I, am I below quota? Am I doing what I can with what I have? Am I using my resources to the limit? And even though he had everything, he could chill out in bed. He was a actual um emperor. You know, he was the boss. He was like, nope, I have to get up. I have errands. I have things I need to do. I don't have the luxury of laying here in bed. And because of that, we have such powerful understandings of how to use tension and those things that are discomforting to us to our advantage. And so I wanted to make sure I brought that one up. And then here is another one um, that it's it's kind of meant to be funny. And 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 all, but what it does is it, it reveals vulnerabilities, and it's by Warren Buffett, uh, the American investor, the Oracle of Omaha, if you will. And what he says is, he says, "You never know who's swimming naked until the tide goes out." 
And when I first encountered that quote, I was like, oh, so he's talking about people who are are not financially um, protected, who don't have diversified portfolios. You know, my mind was thinking just along the lines of finance. But because, thankfully, I am starting to learn through the tutelage of wisdom that everything is a code, everything has multiple layers, and you will never be able to get to the to the 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 depths of something simple and and that there's always another secret. As I continue to meditate on that, just going back and looking at it, he says, you never know who's swimming naked until the tide goes out. And with that, I mean, I could talk about the code of the waters and the waters being the subconscious, being the emotional part of our being, but I'm not going to go there with the few minutes that we have left. What I'm simply going to say when it comes to tools of tension, I'm going to say the fact that he said tide, T-I-D-E, a tide comes in and it comes out like a rhythm, right? And we can guesstimate a tide. And in understanding what he was saying about these rhythms, he was saying that inevitably we can know that there are going to be good days, bad days, and yet and still we can choose to be caught wanting, swimming naked, caught wanting, where we become exposed. And when I read that, and at this particular time for for sake of what we're talking about today, it made me think of cause and effect, action and reaction, proactive and reactive. And I was like, oh, okay. And what he was saying was when he talked about the first part, you never know who. He is like kind of giving you a wink. Wake up. You better know you. Don't worry about other people. You better know that the tide is here. And the tide, if it comes in, it will go out. If the the market gives, it will take away. And it is up for up to you to be able to get the wink wink, be prepared, be ready, because tension is real. There is slack or give in the line, and then there is tension or tightness in the line. Remember what Marcus Aurelius said? He said, be tolerant of others and strict with yourself. Right? Oh, and so. I mean, there are other ways that that has that these things have been said. Even Benjamin Franklin did a take on what Marcus Aurelius said. He said, um, "Search others for their virtues, thyself for thy vices." And um, Epicurus said, "Self sufficiency is the greatest of all wealth." And if you're looking at these, like I said, with regards to tension, self-sufficiency, being able to know your tensile strength, being able to know uh, or understand when your intention is going to help you. Now, as promised, I wanted to give you a quick, it seems so simple, but I want to give you a quick antidote to when you feel strained. And that is simply this. When you notice that you're in tension, Search like your life depends on it because it probably does. Search for the lesson that is being revealed in the tension um, that the tide is going out. So the reason why I talk to you about that tide is because when the tide goes out, 
It exposes things. And remember I said that you gain self-awareness and you gain the ability to see things in your life that were invisible, your nakedness, your nakedness that the tide was uh, hiding. When you're in that season, look for what invisible, what was invisible that is now being shown. Usually it's going to be some type of deficiency, some type of trap. It's going to sometimes be where you can see people in a different light and you see them clearer and the glimmer is the glamour is gone off of them. Or it might be where you're able to see vulnerabilities and things that you don't have any kind of insurance against, any shields up against. When you do, when you do realize that your intention and you're almost, you know, at that breaking point, start looking for that because that's where your lesson is. And I, I know this is going to sound cliche-ish, but just please, it, it will help you. Once you see what that lesson is, grasp it, get it, start making the effort to make action, to move in that way and graduate. Get out of that situation. Don't continue on uh, due to nostalgia, due to uh, habit, due to fear of the future, move forward, get the lesson and get on and don't look back. (laughs) Yeah, do not look back because it will it will profit you nothing. You have to keep going. Jose Ortega Igasit is noted as saying, tell me what uh, tell me to what you pay attention and I will tell you who you are. And at these times when we are in the vice grip and we feel like the pressure is going to um, uh, kill us, split us in, in two, we must understand that this is the time for us to pay attention to what our sense of awareness is now showing us. Because when you're in the thick of it, you see differently. Life looks differently. You're able to have microscopic perception of things that you were not aware of when the gloss and glamour of uh, comfort was smoothing everything over. Remember that tide is going to come out and you'll see who's naked or where you're naked. You see, it, it, it all kind of works together. And understanding that this is when you can start getting past just trying to get to the root of something and get to its seed. This is where you will be able to know. And this is a part that's hard for people, but this is what I have found. You'll be able to know your pains, your pleasures, and your addictions because you will start to be able to see uh, what is causing you to be under this dilemma, this strained breaking point, um, and being tested to the point where you're tired or where you're ready to say uncle. All right. So in the last few seconds that I have, let me do a quick recap. And uh, thank you for making it to this point. When we're talking about the tools of tension, the ways to uh, some of the ways to to figure out if this is what's really happening to you is that you are usually facing some kind of dilemma. 
Uh, you might have strain to the breaking point where you're tired or strained relationships, or you're getting to that point where your tensile strength is about to go out due to the pressure. And so one of the main ways to be able to rectify this is to use your newfound clarity to become more self-aware and see those areas that used to be invisible. Uh, be able to see what the tide washed up and revealed in your life and get that lesson. Quickly start making actions to rectify it and move forward. Get the lesson, graduate and be gone. Don't turn around. Keep moving forward. So guess what, y'all? My time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Thank you so much. Don't forget to check the show notes, and I'm going to see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.